Osiris. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Always Almost There Live, day after show. I'm Ryan. I'm Brian. And we're here, and we're talking about the second night uh, of Atlanta, the Sunday show, the end of the first weekend of fall tour. Um, you know, interesting show last night, to say the least, I think. Yeah, yeah. Four down, uh, 14 to go. We're on a, a rare off night uh, tonight. So, um, yeah, yeah. Another good show last night. Um, another really strong set one. Uh, we'll get into the details. We've got a couple special guests uh, today who were who were at both these these shows at the uh, the new Pullman Yards venue in Atlanta. So really excited to hear kind of some some insights into what the whole vibe was like there at this place, how the sound was and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. I'm, I'm already, uh, sight. It'd be nice to have a night off. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking forward to tomorrow night. I mean, St. Louis, I feel like they bring the heat in St. Louis as well, but uh, they bring the heat everywhere. So what are you going to do? It's true. Like they do. One, and yes, as usual, uh, before we jump in to our full breakdown, um, a word from our sponsor, uh, which is uh, Vergio Wellness. Uh, Vergio Functional Mushrooms are here to help right now, whether you are gearing up for a show, going to sleep afterwards, or recovering and restoring the day after. With a wide range of health benefits, Vergio Mushrooms help you make the most out of the moment through the ancient healing properties in their highly potent fruiting bodies. The organic certified therapeutic potency and their planet positive refill system are two of the many standout reasons that a Vergio is my choice supplement. Be clear, chill, balanced, energized, protected, focused, and calm in the moment with Avergio Mushrooms. Use code STORMSOUND15 for 15% off your order, which ships anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. Pretty cool. Man, can't wait to get my mushrooms. (laughs) Pretty cool stuff. (laughs) They're good. They're good. Um, All right. Well, you know, it's just the two of us today. I don't know if we have as much, uh, you know, preamble uh, to get through when there's more. Um, you know, we can, we can do our usual, uh, fantasy score update. I think, uh, you're, you're slowly, uh, you know, coming back from your slow first couple. Oh, I'm making moves right now. (laughs) How many, how many did you put up last night? Um, oh shit. Uh, 25, I, I, I think. And I mean, look, you know, Wisteria and SOS were on my list too. So, so I was dialed in, you know what I mean? I just, yeah. I can't help when, when we got these short, these short sets and stuff, you know what I mean? They were, you know, they were aggressive with, with the, with the settlers construction. So they had to make some cuts and uh, yeah, unfortunately that was eight points, uh, eight more points I, I could have had that got cut out, but you know, that's the way it goes. Um, you know, sometimes it works for you. Sometimes it works against you, but yeah, I think I moved up about 36 places. So we're, <laughs> we're headed in the right direction. Pretty good. And uh, 
lot of shows left. A lot of yes. shows left. So lot, definitely. Um, you, you did know, well. I, I did well. I went seven for eight last night. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. I don't know if I've ever hit seven songs before. Um, you know, unfortunately, I didn't hit my eight pointer, which was Jive 2. I was really hoping maybe we'd get that in the encore. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm doing consistently well. I hit two songs the first night, three songs the second, then four, and then seven last night. So naturally, tomorrow night, I'm going to hit all eight, um, you know based on the upward trajectory. But I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, how this continues to play out uh, as the rest of the tour unfolds. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, we continue to have strong, uh, strong involvement from the fantasy community. So yeah. um, that's just making it more difficult. Feud. Yeah, yeah, that's just making it more difficult. It's look, this thing isn't as easy to win way back like when Neil was winning it, when there was like 12 players, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You know, winning this year, and then as we move forward, I mean, I, th I think that's where your, you know, your true champions, um, you know, reside. But Absolutely. anyway, hey, let's uh, let's bring in our guests and uh, and and get into this, get into these these ATL this ATL Night Two show. Colin and Matt, how are you guys? Great, Great. Thanks, for thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Very excited uh, to have you guys on. Uh, you know, we didn't have a guest yesterday, and so we didn't get as much insight about the venue and the atmosphere of the show. Uh, Colin, why don't you go first? Just talk us through the venue a little bit, the vibe, what was going on last night. Oh, man, it was interesting. So I was in the back GA, um, so we were we were interested in the sound and just the experience. But uh, I think on the, the second night, they had a better kind of flow uh, to getting into the venue the first night like they didn't even scan our tickets or anything they're having all, all sorts of problems so probably got in line of uh, 5 30 or so and we were able to get in um they had this like cool kind of like i don't know it was like a bullpen area it had a bunch of food vendors this giant screen where if you're getting food and need to hit the bathroom you can watch the the show um and then that kind of holding area led into the main venue so it was really cool how they had it split. So GA2 or whatever rear GA had uh, kind of this whole area. There's a barrier. That's like where uh, Getty and, and Sam were kind of pushed up against. And then they had a separate area for VIP as well as the first GA. So I thought our structure pretty nice. We were able to get in, uh, get a spot right on that front rail in the back GA and, and settle in rather nicely. Uh, Matt, I'm not sure how your experience was, but at least like getting in and like, experiencing things they were showing like the movies that have been filmed there and just like all the history which was cool kind of just kick it before the show started yeah i think there was like kind of the backdrop of that being uh, movie sets previously and just kind of for us older people sorry ryan you won't know but uh <laughs> back in the like 80s and 90s it reminds me of these kind of warehouse district factory district kind of by the docks, rave sites, or places where even bands used to play in places like this. And I think I talked to a couple of younger people who were like, this is really cool. And I think they were seeing something maybe they hadn't seen before, seeing music in a place that they're not used to seeing it. Right. Um, you know, we're used to seeing music in much more antiseptic uh, places. And I like that a lot, but there's something nice about, you know, trying something different. So. Yeah, if you've never if you've never hung in the in the shady back dark corners of a warehouse rave, then yeah, there you go. You know, uh, it's probably good actually if you haven't. Um, That's good. So, so yeah, so the venue that sounds pretty cool. I mean, I, I did I saw some pics of like the food truck area and things like that, and yeah, I mean that's awesome. Um, it's it's almost like it's you know it's it's almost like a little bit of like a festival grounds type vibe not just uh you line up outside then you go in the doors and now you're inside this building you know for the show yeah. yeah i mean i think colin as you mentioned the first night was kind of a shit show uh, yeah. are we allowed to curse on always almost there yes Fuck yeah. yeah okay that's <laughs> um and uh um you know as you mentioned i mean we got in line i mean the line was insane i'm like this is not good but it moved Security was really easy. And like you said, the second night, they, my understanding is they were basically field testing this, this place. Yeah, Dispatch like maybe had played there once before, but this was, 
we were all the guinea pigs. Goose was guinea pigs for this place. This wasn't mm-hmm. designed for this. So, um, you know, I mean, as far as getting in and stuff, you know, that's something they're going to have to work out over time. Um, you know, I think for people who uh, wanted a little more amenities and kind of, you know, seats and a place built for more sound, it's it's that wasn't the place. But you could find, you could find spots. We found um, spots up front on the left, Trevor side that had really good sound, um, but it depended where you were. Um, mm-hmm. It's a big cavernous old building, and you know it's uh, um, it's not it's not designed uh, for that. So right. So I, I heard some people were posting that the sound really was kind of echoey and not great on the first night. Did it get better last night? Colin, do you want to feel this? I can. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I didn't. Where we were, kind of towards the back. We didn't really have any major problems with sound. Um, at one point, like something that stuck out was like uh, Jeff was a little off and on the first night and the se- start of the second set, but that was the only thing that really stuck out. Like the rest of the time, seemed pretty dialed in. Awesome. Yeah, I, I thought um, first we had VIP, which was kind of useless. Um, <laughs> and I was talking to someone after the show about like, well, should we do VIP? Should we not? Like we're weighing these things as people start to go and travel and see shows. And, you know, it's totally dependent on the venue. It's not necessary. It's not entirely a goose cultivated experience. It's uh, the venue has a lot of say in the promoter and all that things. So in this case, no, it wasn't worth it. But in other cases it might be, um, I spent most of both shows up on Trevor's side, pretty close and the sound was good. That was considered front GA. Um, there was a lot of room, uh, um, kind of all the way over on the left side where you still got good visuals and uh, Peter was good in the mix there. And it's hard for, you know, for me and my friends, once we found dialed in sound, you don't want to lose that spot. Cause you just, right. and you know, if there's a little bit of partial obstruction, you know, that's fine. Um, we went to VIP for a bit the first night and the sound was bad. So we went right back there. Second set last night, we went to VIP and the sound was much better. So okay. I don't know if that was by design. You know, it could be anything. I don't want to speculate. But um, and there was quite a bit of room in VIP to kind of move around. So I could see the appeal for some people. But um, you know, really, I, I like being on Trevor's side better. This way. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure the band got feed. I'm sure you know Sam and everybody got feedback um, after night during and after night one. Another another data sound check. So yeah, I would expect I would expect night two just about everywhere to sound you know, to sound at least a little bit better than night one. So, so, all right, cool. Well, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a, sounds like a cool place. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. I feel like the place, uh, oh shit. I, I'm spacing on the name of the place they played at last the year Eastern. in Atlanta. The yeah. Cause wasn't the Eastern, isn't the Eastern pretty new? Um, yeah, I, 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 I thought it, I thought it was, and it looked like a cool venue. Um, yeah. So I was a little surprised that, that, that they didn't go back there, but I mean, you know, I mean, who knows the place might be booked. Um, well, cool. Well, hey, let's dig into the show, boys. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we got the big we got the big flea opener um, last night, which uh, which is always welcome. Um, love it as an opener, of course. And nice. You know, we always talk about this with 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 really flea in general, but especially early set one fleas just feels like it gives them a nice opportunity to go, you know, spread their wings so to speak and stretch their legs, uh, you know? Yeah. 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 Just, you know, just like, you know, slide into the night, um, you know, on a nice, easy, you know, in a nice, easy kind of jam space. Um, so this was, this was another one of those, you know, kind of, you know, nice. I think it went for what, about 13 minutes I had. So, um, you know, not super lengthy, but you know, just another nice, another nice flea jam. Um, what, yeah. What'd you guys think? A lot of normies, you know, like, oh, that's got those crazy lyrics and it's stupid and that's not a good song. I love Flea, and and I love the outro lick uh, in Flea. Um, it's just like classic Goose. It almost makes me feel like the Moma lick from another band in a weird way, mm. um, and just kind of an iconic lick. And so, I don't know. It's it's just a great opener. I, I was so happy. The jam was punchy uh, and nice and. Uh, yeah, give me a flea opener at any time. I'm down. Hot take here from Noah, one of his favorite fleas ever. Oh, cool. 
We do know that Noah does have a really good time at shows, though. So that may that may. I noticed. I've noticed that uh, his judgment. Shows, yeah. <laughs> um, Colin, what did you think of the flea opener? Yeah, great energy. We had a bunch of folks around us. That was the first time seeing Goose, and they were a little concerned that like Arcadia was played. Some of the like slow ready the night before so they weren't sure what to expect and like got a good good pop and then but the jam was awesome i had noted down just like double drums uh and that really like seemed to set the tone for at least the first set last night just get things off and running um for like it was a much more relaxed crowd last night uh, i would say compared to compared to saturday but the the yeah. flea like the flea really really got it off awesome yeah, I, I thought it was a nice, concise opener, as Brian said, like gives the band an opportunity to just stretch their legs right out of the gate. So I thought it was good. Uh, and then we got Indian River next. Uh, this was the first time that we got the Delta-ish jam on the back end of the 80 synth, if you will, uh, Indian River. Uh, you know, I've kind of named all of the different versions as best I can. Um, but, you know, another, I think, kind of similar to Flea, where they just kind of take the opportunity, hang out in the groove a little, stretch their legs a little more. Um, you know, I, I think sometimes it can go on a little long. Um, you know, last night was around 15 minutes, I think. Um, but I, I don't know how I feel about the Delta-ish with the this version of Indian River. I think it works better coming after the, um, the like, original arrangement of the song. I think it's much more of a contrast with the, you know, the, the one that they played last night, but I think it worked. Colin, what did you think of this? Yeah, I, I had noted down just that like Rick seemed really into it. He was just like really bouncy during that one. And yeah. like to to your point, like it sounded the welcome to Delta portion just seemed completely separate and not as fluid as it typically is from the other the other variations of, of Indian River. Yeah. It's like two pieces, like you yeah. said, rather than uh something that seemed to necessarily join together organically. Um, I still loved it. Um, I, you know, I, I never really liked the intro to Indian river. Um, and so I like this, the way they're doing it now. Um, and, you know, even if the jams kind of tacked on and, and you're right, it was not that organic. I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really, the whole set was, this first set was really good. And, and, mm -hmm. and that was, you know, up there with the rest of the set. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean this. Uh, you know, when they when they get with Indian River, it's like you know you never know what you're gonna get. You know, you might get the extra jam, you know, you might not. So when they dropped in that extra jam, um, you know, I'm kind of with Ryan on it. You know what I mean? It's like I like it, but you know, when it gets to be 18, 20 minutes, that there's been a couple where I've been like, all right, boys, let's uh, we got let's check our watches. You know what I mean? Because we got to move on. But uh, but you know. So I'll just move forward from there. So, th so then you get the the California Magic, yeah, um, which always great, yeah, always great. And I think we were kind of, you know, we were kind of wondering, you know, we figured it was on deck, you know, and and we get it at any moment. Um, it's a good, it's a good Sunday first set song. I think it's the right vibe. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'll take it any day of the week. But um, true. But it's yeah, become a little polarizing, actually. Like I, I interesting, which is crazy. I noticed online and like and my friends. Um, you know, one of my friends is starting not to really care for it. I've read some other things where people are now like one of the guys I was with. I like it. Um, and it had been on ice for what, eight or nine shows. So we're kind of mm -hmm. like, wow, yeah. you know, it needs to come. I don't know. I, I like it, but it doesn't seem to be uniformly adored by. Yeah. Which, which is surprising because it's such an awesome song. It's a cool yeah, song. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I was belting yeah. out the lyrics, Chevrolet yeah. and Paula. I mean, they're great lyrics. You know? Yeah, it's just like fun, like, like, fun lyrics but still kind of like you know poetic yeah you know what i mean it's like not just you know not like yeti fun you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like california magic is i mean it's uh, th those these are good lyrics i mean look i, I, I think lyrics. it's i think it's a phenomenal song yeah. um i really really like it and then so then we got the no rain um which which we talked Thank about you know with 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 no the other day yeah mm -hmm. so um so yeah you know the band gets together i think and and watches the pod um some days and so they you know they felt bad for noah um and wanted to give him give him that no rain to complete uh, to complete his experience 
Um, no, I'm kidding, but it does make you wonder. You know what I mean? Because we did just talk about that with Noah. <laughs> Two so. days in a row we talked about yeah, uh, the yeah. no rain. So. But um, so, yeah, so, so, so the no rain, it's kind of like, you know, you know you're probably going to get you're going to get a nice jam here. Um, and so my first thought, even before that jam was, wow, that four songs, three jammers coming out, you know, so, you know, things were, you know, this set was, was shaping up to be really, really strong. Um, right out of the gate. And yeah, this, the, the no rain jam, I mean, as long as I'm talking about it, I'll just wrap up my thoughts. Just a, just a beautiful, another just beautiful jam. I feel like, you know, they, they, they started with the Rosewood, um, in Richmond and, and it seems like they're, they're really carving out these just beautiful mm-hmm. pieces and it's not just like straight bliss or, I mean, it's, it's real patient. Um, just, uh, people are, are, you know, they're giving each other room and, and it's, I mean, the, the beauty coming from some of these, some of these recent jams has, has been astounding to me. And I just, I love it. And I hope we see, you know, kind of a, I hope this is a theme that we kind of continue to see, but yeah. Yeah. Awesome. No rain. Um, I was kind of in that camp where it's like, oh man, I could have taken even more of that. You know, they could yeah. have kept that going for another four or five minutes, and and I no, I wouldn't have complained. But uh, how was it at at the show? Start start with you, Colin. I mean, was it what was what was the vibe like during No Rain? Yeah, you hit on a couple of things like just the patience, and then kind of that full band jam, like that whole experience, not just like necessarily relying on Rick to carry it. Uh, I mean, people were going kind of crazy around us the great cover choice for this the mix of crowd and then on top of that just like the the jam itself the build and just that that kind of teamwork that that we love to see now what about you it was awesome i mean that's a cover that i think a lot of people uh, are chasing or would chase or want to get and, and, you know, they're playing it, what, like every 50 songs or something like that? Something yeah, it was 54 shows since the last. Some of these covers, like, are not, you know, you guys were talking about Electric Avenue the other night. Kind of overplayed, maybe, but it's still, like, every 18 shows. So it's cool to get yeah. these. We're going to uh, talk about that again today. Play. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so we'll, we'll get there later in the, later no, in the show. Um, no Rain's amazing. Everyone knows all the words. It's like, for, for, for me, it's a song of, like, college, of, of yeah. youth. Uh, for other people, it's just, you know, just it's just beautiful. It's such a great song. They do such a great job with it. Um, I felt like they were going to bring they were going to bring it and they did bring it. Um, they didn't squander yeah. the opportunity. You know, they'll play it again in 2023. And, you know, they, they didn't just give us an eight minute perfunctory version and say, here, Noah, fine. You know, hey, they, you know they, what? They, we, we can hope we can hope that there will be another one before great. the end of the year. Yeah. So, Noah, thank you. Appreciate it. You manifest, or and thank you guys. You all made it happen. And the pod delivers. As- well, so oh yeah, no the the pod was a joke. <laughs> Noah confirmed. Uh, I saw yeah. that he asked Ben and uh, and and Rick said yeah, try again in in a hundred shows. So you know, it's uh, I like that. I like that. Uh, you know, they're gonna give it back a little bit uh, mm-hmm. to these guys like Noah that are always always probably you know, asking for stuff, you know what I mean? Just entitled the entitlement from some of these rail folks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the thing is, is I had to endure American woman in Pittsburgh. So this Sorry. was like, yeah, this was <laughs> a uh, nice story as well. Yeah. Favor. I mean, yeah, I had to get that, a second set American that, woman. No, so this is, this is, that's on me. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I want to talk about the no rain. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say, so no Ryan, let's hear your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I love this cover, you know, again, we've, we've been talking about it. I, I think not just the last couple of days on the live pod, but just in general for like months, like, you know, we wish this cover would get more play, especially after how good the version in Ben was in February. Um, and so I'm, I'm really happy we got another great jam out of it. Um, yeah. As Brian said, could have definitely enjoyed that going on for even longer. And yeah, they're, they're definitely focusing more on those more major key, beautiful jams um, as opposed to the darker jams that have been, you know, kind of the forefront of where they're trying to push jams uh, for most of this year. So I'm interested to see as the tour progresses, um, you know, with 14 more shows or however many more shows we have. Um, well, let me let me just say one more thing uh, yeah. about No Rain. I mean, No Rain just has an incredibly high slugging percentage. And so... Yes. 
Um, I mean, you have to start, you know, you have to start thinking on, on some of this stuff, you know, I mean, it's a hall of fame, it's a hall of fame cover. You know what I mean? It gets, they hold it back. You know what I mean? It's not overplayed. Yeah. And when they do drop it, Makes they it, don't miss. They make it count. Yeah. Yeah. So just love it. Yeah. Yeah. Really looking forward to, uh, you know, I know I did, I did some re-listening on the, uh, of the, of the stream. Uh, but yeah, really looking forward to, to these soundboards because there's, there's definitely that this whole first set. And so, well, yeah, let's finish it up with the Redbird. Um, I felt like, yeah. So, so I felt like Redbird and Rockdale was just free money last night. I, you know, I just kind of felt like those were guaranteed. Um, and yeah, it was really, was really psyched to get the, the Redbird, you know, in the first set. Um, we, which is where, you know, we got the, the Pittsburgh, um, and then the Philly night two. So two, two really classic Redbirds, you know, to call a song classic that just debuted this year, but you know, both first set closers. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, yeah, yeah. Late first set, we didn't know if it was going to close, but yeah, it was, was super psyched to see this come out. I'm, I, I'm imagining that the place got pretty fired up when, um, you know, when, when, when Peter kind of went into Redbird, um, was there straight you burden, guys gotta, you know? yeah you guys gotta tell us was there was there a lot of straight burden happening in the crowd or was it is that died down Colin <laughs> not by us I mean I turned my buddy Graham and and we were we, we went at it and and had a lot of fun uh but yeah around us we had kind of first timers which which was cool were they looking at you funny or oh yeah for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah this that's all part it. of straight burden by the way I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's get some funny looks yeah everyone will everyone will get it eventually you know? yeah yeah same i mean there were a lot of you know i don't know about the word normies or whatever but the first night when we went there we're like wow there's a lot of people who are probably seeing goose for the first time um and they're going to be blown away and this is great and i feel like people were um for redbird in my area I didn't see too many people straight burden. Um, maybe they heard the song, maybe they didn't. But as soon as as soon as the red lights went down on Peter, my buddy was like, <laughs> and uh, and of course I did Rick's part. We all end up doing Rick's part. Nobody does Peter's part anymore. <laughs> Rick's part, you just kind of yeah. yeah, you just kind of latch onto it. Um, yeah. So, uh, Poor, so no, nobody's doing Jeff's part either, I guess. You know, no Jeff's <laughs> little. No, somebody was doing Jeff's part. He just like. Says what? Redbird here and there a few times. When it's time. When it's time. He just does the when it's time over and over. Right, right, right. Um, When it's time, man. Yeah, I I really liked the jam that they got into out of this. It definitely, as you guys mentioned, it 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 felt like they kind of cut it off a little bit premature here. You know, they started going into that like it sounded like they might be segueing into a different song, but it was just them you know switching gears and getting into a different jam. And so I really would have liked to see them explore that for a few more minutes before closing the set for sure. Um, you know, even maybe closing the set with Rockdale there um, as was supposed to be on the set list. Um, but, you know, still a really, really strong Redbird. You know, I, I've seen some people throwing around that like better than Philly, better than Pittsburgh, better than Asheville. I don't know if I'll go that far. Um, I, I won't go that far. Um, but Still a pretty, pretty, pretty strong version and a strong way to close out the first set. And then I need to, I, no, I was just, I need to give it more listens. I mean, I I listened to it after the show. That was kind of the one thing I went back to after the show last night was gave that another listen. And Mm -hmm. then, uh, I listened to, listened to the whole first set, um, a couple of times this morning and yeah, it's, but I feel like I need to hear it more. Like it's, you know, there's something about it. You know what I mean? It's 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 in that area where it's you know sometimes sometimes you're just like you know like Pittsburgh. It's just like oh well, holy shit. You know what I mean? This is just yeah. a beast. You know what I mean? But sometimes it's a it's like it grows more you know slowly on you and like you know what I mean? Like it just you know gets better. It ages well or something. You know what I mean? So that's where where I'm at with this one. You know I'm not can't make any any hasty ranks at this point. You know I just gotta kind of gotta settle in with it a little bit more. There's something unique about it. Um, for sure. And the other interesting thing was it felt a little bit like towards the end, like Rick kind of didn't want to end it. Maybe he wanted, he was kind of trying to keep things going. The band was kind of taking it down. And then, so then they kept it going, but I, I feel like it, you know, it, it never really went, it went much further, you know, after that. And so, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, then they made the decision, like we've talked about to, to end the set there. I think they were, 
they were just at that awkward time. You know what I mean? Where, you know, it's like, uh, do you squeeze another one in? But then you're really going to shorten up that second set. The curfew was earlier last night. So, um, yeah, I mean, they probably made the right call um, mm-hmm. ending it there. Yeah. Uh, maybe they felt, I don't know. I don't know if they felt rushed because they thought they might get another song in or, you know, because maybe they could have taken another couple minutes. I don't know. We, we, we always speculate about that kind of thing. At the end of the day, it's a, it's a great version of a great song. Yeah. Um, and it capped off um, a really, really strong first. Half. Both both ATL set ones were really, really strong, I thought. Um, mm. Super happy with 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 the set ones. Um, any any final set one thoughts before we move on? Um, I, I thought it was a really, really good set. Um, I could tell they were in no man's land when they finished that version. Like where like we do it, we play another song and stuff. Peter and, and Nick had a very kind of obvious moment of like, and you know, Peter said, you know, because um, it was a little awkward. It's like do you slam on so um um, i thought it was a really good set excellent set i thought i can't wait to listen to the red i thought the red was really good Mm -hmm. um um and i can't put my finger on it and i kind of want to listen to it again to see kind of what i remember um but i you know i thought coming out of that set i thought the set was killer yeah yeah likewise i thought that red bird just had all like distinct themes and then like uh, it had a note here that just went like really dancey and that really matched that like rave scene vibe uh, which was which is really cool yeah all right and then you know we opened the second set up with that rockdale um you know on the original written set list um seekers and rockdale were supposed to come after redbird to close the first set which you know as we've seen they do uh, sometimes have some ambitious set list picks, you know, thinking they're going to get through more songs than they actually do. Um, so, you know, lo- looking at those songs, I don't know if realistically there was going to be a time frame for them to get through Seekers and Rockdale um, after Redbird. That's another, you know, theoretically, uh, you know, 30 minutes uh, of songs, you know, almost. So interesting. But Rockdale... Always phenomenal as a second set opener. Um, really works. You know, crowd seemed to be getting amped uh, on the webcast. You know, nice little jam in this one, as Rockdale tends to do. Um, but I, I thought it was a great opener. Um, yeah, I, I, I love Rockdale anywhere in a show, honestly. What did you think, Matt? You know, like I, I make fun of Rockdale a lot, but uh, mm. <laughs> that's. Um, I actually like Rockdown, and um, I thought it was a good opener. I, I kind of got caught in between being something and not really being anything. That's the way I at least felt at the time. Yeah. It, it, it kind of hit that, what, maybe 13, 14 minutes. Yeah. Um, I wasn't really sure it, it what they were going to do with it. Um, they went back into it, obviously, and, and it, it's always kind of triumphant uh, at the end there. Um it didn't really make a big impact on me, but the crowd really likes it. And Rockdale is just, yeah, something people really have taken to Rockdale. Um, I feel like. Crowds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I second that. The the group there, the area that we were in, like there was a lot of like cheering during the Rockdale jam, and even just before they go back into it, um, it, it seemed to really get people energized, get them get them stoked for the, the second set. Brian Rockdale. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, like I was saying earlier, I mean, I, I was fully expecting this. So um, love it. Love it as a, as a set two opener as well. And yeah, I mean, you know, you, you make a good point, Matt. It's like, I just, you, you just have to still wonder about the timings, like how much now they're trying to squeeze, you know, they had to cut some stuff. Now they're trying to squeeze, you know, everything into this, into this set two with the main time they have. So yeah, you know, it's uh, I don't mind that. I don't mind that kind of short and sweet version though. I mean, I still, it's still such a great song. I love the, the vocal refrain that they come back into, um, you know, at the end. So yeah. Yeah. Always, always happy to see it. Um, you know, I think that, you know, the, obviously like you, like you mentioned, Ryan, I mean, they flipped the seekers in the Rockdale. Um, yeah. And yeah, you know, I mean, it's like, I don't want a Monday morning quarterback this stuff. Uh, every day, but 
you know, I just wonder what, like, what that, what does that conversation at set break look like? It's like, okay, boys, we can't play everything. You know what I mean? So do we keep Yeti pumped up kicks? Uh, fifth of Beethoven. You know, seekers, Beethoven, you know, or do we keep Wisteria and, and, and same old shenanigans? And, and yeah. So, I mean, look, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not shy to say that I think Wisteria is, uh, is is one of their best songs one of my favorite songs um really kind of thought that was coming last night um as well just felt like you know it felt like sunday night capping off this four night run um you know that felt like one of the real heavy hitters that 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 well i guess i guess with steering redbird were kind of the heavy hitter jams that i kind of thought we'd be getting so um so yeah, you know, I mean, seekers. We 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 talk about it all the time. I feel like they had it in the right spot. You know what I mean? Yeah, on the set list in, in originally, that, that, it was that late I'm set one saying, seekers. That penultimate set one slot. Like mm-hmm. that's just man. That's such a good place for seekers because you know it's seekers one is a is a you know it is a, it's it's a set one song. You know what I mean? It's a it tells a nice story. It's got a nice nice easy going groove to it. And then part two just, you know, drops the hammer with the, with the oh, powerful yeah. jam. So um, it just, it, it feels really good in that spot. You know what I mean? And, and then boom, you close the set out with, 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 you know, Redbird or whatever. Yeah. Seekers Redbird. I mean, that would have been, that would have been nice. So anyway, so we, so we get the, we get the set to, um, you know, Seekers in that placement. So um, standard versions, you know what I mean? So it's, it's always, you, you kind of know what you're getting. Um with seekers. Um, and then, and then I'm just going to, I'm just going to run through the set list real quick. So, that, so then we got the Yeti nice segue into pumped up kicks back into Yeti to finish it off. Um, fifth of Beethoven and then close the set with fifth of Beethoven and arise. Um, and then we got the, then we got the echo encore. So, um, so yeah, I mean, what were you guys thoughts as, as the set started to move into seekers, Yeti, what, what, where was, where was the vibe for you guys? Place looked like it was, you know, going nuts and enjoying themselves. So you can't yeah. knock, can't knock the hustle. Colin, yeah. you go first for this one. Yeah, Colin, go ahead. Oh yeah, for sure. So, I mean, Seekers, standard versions, high energy there. Uh, and then Yeti, I mean, that's always a crowd pleaser. I thought the lights for Yeti really like hammered, hammered that home. Um, mm-hmm. In, in terms of like using the larger stage and just the venue um, as a whole there. And then, yeah, it, it took, took that out for a spin. I thought that was cool. And then you just heard the opening notes to, or the, the alluding to uh, pumped up kicks. And I mean, again, another kind of crowd pleaser there, lots of folks involved kind of just going crazy for that one. Uh, and then they brought it back together with, with the end of Yeti. So that section I thought was, was really high energy for for a Sunday show. Yeah, I, I um, you know, part of part of me is in the moment and trying to stay in the moment and just enjoy myself. And then at the same time, you know, what I'm thinking is, when is Wisteria coming? Like, yeah, so, yeah, you know, the one part of me in my head is like, okay, speakers will be like 12 minutes. When do we have time for this? When do we, you know? I really wanted Wisteria, and I, and I was kind of, my head was like, are they going to really jam this set, or like, what direction is it going in? Um, uh, but I love Seekers, and, you know, it brought, the, the, set, the solo in Seekers, too, brings the house down uh, every time. And, uh, you know, I, I know we're going to circle back to, to Yeti, but I'm, I didn't think I'd ever say Yeti would be the highlight of a set, but... I really like Yeti pumped up kicks Yeti. And that was my first pumped up kicks. And that was really, really cool. I mean, that was a really cool 20 minutes uh, or whatever it was. And I, I feel like the place was, was just all in uh, mm-hmm. on that. And so it was just, it was really cool. That's, you know, I, I haven't listened to it back, obviously. But uh, um, yeah, I dug it. No, it, it seemed like a segment that, you know, would have absolutely killed live. And they did, you know, they I think they extended that kind of the first Yeti segment a little bit more than they normally would have before throwing in the kicks there. Um, But I I think, you know, coming in the first set, a segment like that would be better. I, you know, I think that the way they took the second set, you know, there was 
basically no improv in between Rockdale and Echo. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, when they, when they played the Echo and the Encore and it was like a great 15 minute version that went places, I was like, okay, like this is, you know, more along the lines of what we may have been looking for in set two. And yes, we didn't get that wisteria that they were planning on. One thing I saw that was really interesting was um, Noah had posted a picture after the show um, with like a typed up set list for the second set that they had redone at set break, which switched from having like Wisteria, Echo, SOS, whatever, which was on the written one and switched to exactly what we got last night. So, you know, you, Brian, you mentioned earlier, like, you know, I wonder what conversation they're having at set break. And I'm wondering what kind of conversation they had where they landed on like, you know, we're going to go on the full party you know, set and close with a rise instead of, you know, Wisteria, Echo, stuff like that. I'm glad we did get the Echo and the Encore, though. That was a that was a great pick. Uh, nice spot for it. Echo, like Rockdale, is another song that I think works any possible slot in a show. Um, you know, I like a rise. Um, not so keen on it being the second set closer, I think. Um, you know, it, it's a really, really, really lovely ballad. Um, but I think it's better um, either first set or, you know, after a big jam in the second set. Fifth of Beethoven, you know, that is one of those more rarely played covers. You know, I think it's av averaging about once a year. Um, you know, it was played uh, end of January. Uh, it was played last June um, or last June, like June 2021. And then the uh, Dave Grippo show two years ago. Um, you know, I, I think... That also, it worked with the vibe that they were doing in the set, but still not necessarily what I'm looking for late set too, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt like a little bit of a, kind of like a 2019 set, you know what I mean? Um, which is, you know, which is a little bit more of a bar, like almost like a bar set, you know what I mean? And uh and look, I, you know, I'll preface this by before I give my jaded, you know, fucking opinions on this stuff. I mean, look, uh, I mean, th this is why we, you know, we talk to the people that were there because, you know, the people that 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 are there are often going to tell you, no matter what you think of the set list or the, you know, the energy on your couch that night, you know, generally people are saying, oh yeah, dude, the place was fucking lit. You know, mm -hmm. the, you know, people were going down on pumped up kicks, you know what I mean? And so- they're doing something right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Now I will also say though, I, you know, and, and this has been my thought for, for a while is that I, I think, I think things like setless construction, song selection. Um, I do think there's, there's some opportunities there to continue to kind of grow into the band that's playing, you know, multi-night runs at, you know, at these bigger venues where, you know, as your fan base grows, you've got, you're, you're, you're kind of servicing, oh yeah, you're always going to have a lot of new people because there's a buzz and, and that's not letting up, but, you know, new people breed, you know, vets, you know, in, in time <laughs> too. So, so you've also got those people that, that contingent is growing, right? I mean, the contingent of people that have now been listening to the band for three, four years is growing. And so, you know, like I said, I mean, they're doing something right. So I, I, I don't mean it as a criticism, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, sometimes I feel like, you know, when we get, when we're getting two and three covers consistently, I wonder if there's, if there are opportunities there to play more of these newer songs. And I also get that. Yeah. You want gaps because you don't, you, know, you don't want to play everything so often and this and that. But I mean, we've got a lot of, there's a lot of songs like, I mean, that are on, that are, that are consistently on eight, nine, 10, 11 show gaps. Mm -hmm. And that's shit like jive too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and again, I mean, yeah, you're, sometimes you're going to shelf things for a little while at a time, then you're going to bring it back and, you know, and play it more. Elizabeth was getting played every other show. It seemed like at the beginning of the year and now they've backed up. So it ebbs and flows, you know, I get all that, but, yeah, you know, I just really, I felt like last night was a, that that set too was a little bit of a missed opportunity to to fucking blow it out of the water, um, especially after that big big set one, mm -hmm. and I and and I feel like that's what they were intending to do with that SOS and Wisteria especially. So to drop those in favor of you know fit the Be Beethoven and things like that, it just uh, you know, but that's all personal. 
that's, um, you know, I need to come to terms with that myself in my own time. Um, you know, I, I choose what I listen to on Nug. So, I, you know, I, but anyway, you get, you get the point. Yeah, it, it seemed like it seemed like the crowd and the band were all having a blast like last night. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, you know, everyone having a great time. Yeah. That's incredibly important. And that's what Kev would say is, is you know, is, as long as everybody has fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they're playing for probably a lot of different reasons. They're playing to the crowd in the moment. They're playing kind of for the greater Goose community, to themselves, to, you know, I don't want to get inside their heads other than maybe what they've said, you know things like that. But um, I've always said, like, you don't have to play. And I don't want to say they played down. Like I, the friends I went to really, really like that, that I went to the show with last night, really liked that second set, even mm-hmm. though there was not a deep improv and it didn't kind of get out, out of line. They really liked it. And, and I liked it too. I, I got to be honest. Uh, you know, the only thing I'll say is, is um, if a band plays their, their best material, their elite material goes deep, the crowd is still going to love it, but everybody's still going to love it. So you don't ever have to really play down to the crowd. And I, I don't want to say they did that. I don't think they did. They played at a really high level. But at the same time, don't ever get, don't give the crowd credit. Like if you drop a crazy 25 minute wisteria that just goes evil, they're going to love it. You can do it. You know, don't be afraid. Don't say this crowd's going to get into, you know, fifth of Beethoven. We don't have to do that. And, you know, I don't want to, to put, uh, you know, try to get inside their heads, but at the same time, give everyone the goods. People will love it. The crowd would have loved it. But yeah. um, not to ramble on, but one thing, if a Beethoven was kind of a, that's when I realized, kind of, um, in a way, even though I really enjoyed the set, after kind of Yeti, you're, you're, you're just doing another dance song. Um, and I wasn't really sure what the point was of throwing that in after a 20-minute Yeti pumped up kicks Yeti just to keep the same kind of light, dancey. It would have been a good time to just, I don't know, play Wisteria, play Echo, <laughs> play, you know, something. But anyway, um, so the two, all three uh, covers last night that I were new, I hadn't seen any of them. And uh, two, I really was psyched to see and one. Um, a year is good, I think, between yeah. and you were saying fifth of Beethoven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A year off. They could do another year off. My <laughs> opinion. My opinion. Yeah. Colin, your final thoughts on last night? Um, yeah, set one just really enjoyed that. And then set two kind of went the the more dancier route. Um, which I mean it was a blast in there, but um yeah, I, I mean, good on them for capping it off with that echo. Uh, I think that's sent everyone home happy. Mm-hmm. This is this is really funny. Jackson Gilbert says, I decided <laughs> a group who thought the fifth of Beethoven was the NFL Sunday night theme, and they kept screaming football. <laughs> that's funny. Well that's played. <laughs> I just want to say yeah. something quickly about a rise. I, yes. uh, I, I caught the debut, maybe not the debut, but I, I caught the one in Philly, which was, I don't think they uh, maybe, but once since then. Um, this is the first one since Philly. Okay, thank you. Um, and I know they closed seven. They closed with seven twenty six, and I think it was Portland mm-hmm. uh, in August. And I'm like, this idea. And I think they were going to close with Silver Rising the other night. And this idea of closing with a big ballad, I kind of like it if they can pull it off. I kind of like the idea. I really liked the rise. I really thought it was awesome. Um, uh, my buddy was mentioning, oh no, it's an acoustic. You know, they should really stick to, or, you know, Revelo should be playing it. Um, but I, I loved it. I really loved her eyes, and I love that they closed with it. Mm-hmm. It's so the best I, version they've played of that song, for sure. Okay. No. Yeah, really liked it. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's last night. Thank you, Matt and Colin. Uh, really appreciate you guys coming on today, giving us a little firsthand insight uh, of the show. Glad you guys had a blast, uh, and we hope to have you on again soon. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, fellas. Safe travels, Colin. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, you know, solid show uh, for sure. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing where they go, you know, the rest of the week, the rest of the tour. You know, I see them in five days now. So 
very much looking forward to yeah that. yeah dude you're psyched um yeah yeah man you know it's like a pretty good start to the run i feel like i mean i feel like in those four shows um you know even though i you know i i don't i don't ever think anything is perfect so um <laughs> put that to the side Except for philly night too some good uh philly night too is pretty pretty close to perfect um yeah but i i feel like we got some i feel like you know it's important for me to note that you know we got some really strong jams out of those first four nights so um a lot of um you know a lot of replayability um in my opinion that mm -hmm. i'm going to be happy to to continue to dig into and see where where the chips fall on some of these big jams but um yeah like like we said at the beginning i mean super psyched for tomorrow night so uh ready for you know a a really short break a one night break is kind of perfect and then ready to get get after it again tomorrow so yeah um, and yeah, if man, anybody watching right now if you or listening uh later if you are going to st louis or new orleans later this week and you would like to be a guest on the pod uh we need to fill some spots here so please uh, shoot us a DM on social media. Shoot us an email, aatgoosepod at gmail.com. Let us know. We would love to have you on. Uh, we're very excited. I think, you know, I can't speak for you, but I'm having a great time doing this every day. I love having the opportunity to talk to other people about uh, the show and, you know, not just, you know, not just, not just text about it all the time. It's, it's nice to do this. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, it, it's good to, to have some fresh, to, to have some fresh voices um, and some some fresh perspectives on you for sure. So yeah, having a blast. Uh, looking forward to seeing y'all again in a couple days. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, yeah, so we will be back on Wednesday uh, at three o'clock Eastern. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of Day After Show Live. We will see. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo. And for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.